Welcome to the Finding Yourself Single podcast. Finding Yourself Single is a podcast for post-40 singles, navigating life after divorce, transitioning to being single, building a new life, trying to create positive family dynamics, and exploring new relationships. Here are your hosts, Brian Berger and Katie Katzman. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Finding Yourself Single podcast. Our podcast name can have a few meanings. Some of us are continuously finding ourselves, and some of us are also finding ourselves single. Finding Yourself Single is a podcast for post-40 singles navigating life after divorce, transitioning to being single, building a new life, trying to create positive family dynamics, and exploring new relationships. My name is Brian Berger. I'm going to be joined on this podcast by co-host Katie Katzman, who also has experienced divorce and is dealing with her own emotions and fallout. Finding Yourself Single will be released in the seasons, and this is season one, episode one. We invite you to send us your thoughts about our podcast episodes and suggestions for future episodes. You can email us at single at gmail.com. That's single at gmail.com. Share your stories with us as well. We're on Twitter at FindYourselfSNG. For those of you who don't know me, I've hosted the Sports Business Radio podcast for 19 years. I've interviewed some of the most famous people on the planet each week on my show. But this is a very personal project for me. I know there's a lot of people out there really struggling with divorce and its aftermath just as I have. If this podcast can help just one person, it's worth our time. I thought about writing a book, but this podcast will allow us to be much more current on evolving topics. We will have some incredible experts join us along the way to provide even more insight on this podcast. And we hope to create a community of people who have gone through or are going through similar experiences. I'm joined by Katie Katzman. Katie, Welcome, and thank you for co-hosting the Finding Yourself Single podcast with me. Hi, Brian. Hi, everyone. And thank you. I'm so excited about this project. I, I feel like it's really a project, Finding Yourself Single. Not only is it a project, it's a it's a life pursuit now, right? Finding Yourself Single. And um, yeah, like you said, I recently found myself single and, and I'm working through that process. So I'm really excited about the you know, about the podcast and and working together on it. You know, I also have, you know, been an educator throughout my life and um, a health and wellness. I had a health and wellness business. So always working with people has been near and dear to my heart. And um, these are topics that I feel people really are interested in, um, the things we're going to talk about and explore and um, that can, we can really share. So really excited to be here and can't wait to get started. Yeah, and I think it's going to benefit our audience, the fact that they're going to get the male and the female perspective. And Mm -hmm. as we'll allude to uh, in a moment when we share our personal stories and and why we're doing this, we have very different divorce stories and very different marriage stories. And if we had the same stories, it might get a little redundant. But I think the fact that we come at this from different experiences and different perspectives is hopefully going to give our audience a, a wider breadth of, you know, some of the issues that are out there and what they may encounter. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing too is the things we're bringing forth and talking about are things that we're using too to help us through our process. So, 
um, being at different stages and and it's, it makes it very dynamic and interesting because we can share you know, different perspectives, male, female, but also different experiences along the way. So it's not as though we have the answers. You know, we're we're searching, we're we're on our path, and it's really to me, it's really exciting to be able to talk openly about these things. You know, with the male, not just all females, because very often you will. We see a lot of these um, groups and talks for women or just for men. And I think it's nice that we can all share and talk together. Yeah, there's always another side of the coin. I know I find great value in talking to my women friends and women friends who may be divorced as well. And it gives me a different perspective. They'll say to me, Brian, have you ever thought about it from this perspective? And And maybe I didn't. And it opens my eyes to you know, putting myself in the other person's shoes. And I think that's so important when you're going through divorce, not only to put yourself in the other person's shoes, but to try and put yourself in your child's shoes or your children's shoes. There's a lot of different people involved in divorce. It's the man and the woman. Um, it's the kids. It's the extended family. It's the network of friends there's a ripple effect. And it's not just about the two people. This impacts a lot of different people and there's a lot of different things to navigate. And I think the more you can put yourself in the shoes of the other people, the more smoothly this may go if you're dealing with rational people on the other end. Mm, yeah, I agree. And also just having a community, you know, and we don't all have that. And I think this is a great way to get it as well, is just to start start more conversations. I know I reached out to, I have three amazing brother-in-laws, and I did want that male perspective. And I I called each one and asked them specific questions, you know, and they had all had, some of them had had divorce experience as well. So it's really helpful to be able to talk to people or listen to people. So I think we're going to be bringing a lot of those perspectives in as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's exciting. Well, let's share our stories and let our audience know, why are we doing this? And, you know, I think you've seen already, we're both passionate about doing this podcast and tackling these topics. I've listened to a lot of other podcasts. They've done a good job, but I've always felt like they're not hitting on some of the, the raw and the real and some of the things that need to be discussed. And we're hoping to do that here on the Finding Yourself Single podcast. So, let me start with my story. Um, I've been divorced since 2008. My divorce story is dramatic. It's surreal. It's the type that you find in movies, unfortunately. My divorce story spans nearly 15 years. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in the family legal system trying to protect my rights with my daughter and be a part of her life. Everything I will share on this podcast is backed up by documentation accumulated over many years and my personal experience with lawyers, judges, custody evaluators, family therapists, and reunification therapists. When I was first getting divorced, I had never been involved in the legal system in any way, shape, or form. So I found myself searching for answers to questions about a system that I'd never been a part of. Uh, I thought the family court system would do everything possible to provide a child with a meaningful relationship with both parents. That's what they say. That's what they tell you. That's what the research says. But I would come to find that that's not always true. I would also learn that a court order is just a piece of paper 
unless a judge is willing to enforce it. And unfortunately, many times the court order means nothing. So it takes two people to agree to be married, but it only takes one to decide to get divorced. And if that one person wants to make it difficult, you really have two choices. You either walk away or you stand up for yourself and your relationship with your child. Since we have a daughter, I was not willing to just walk away from my daughter. So we've had this 15-year battle with me trying to protect my rights to be in my daughter's life as her dad. It was miserable and it was draining. I know it was difficult for my daughter being caught in the middle of a tug of war between her parents. My daughter's 18 now, so she gets to make her own decisions about her future. And unfortunately, as we record this first episode, I'm estranged from my daughter. Not because I want to be. It's been the most difficult thing that I've ever dealt with. I thought I did the best job I could as a dad. I did all the right things. I was present for her. I loved and supported her. I surrounded her with a village who loves her. And we created many memories together through trips all over the country with family and friends. My divorce has impacted my outlook on many things, including my relationship with my daughter, my mental and physical health, dating, and even my outlook for the future. I read books. I listen to podcasts. I vent with close friends and family. I go to therapy every week. I literally take it one day at a time. So anyone who's experienced divorce and the loss that comes with it has my deepest empathy. And we hope this podcast provides you with some tools to help you. And we hope to create a community where we can help each other. And I'm used to interviewing others on Sports Business Radio, and the focus is always on my guests. But with this podcast, I'm in an attempt to be vulnerable with my personal story in an effort to help others. And I'll be weaving that personal story into future episodes. So, Katie, that's my story. That's why I'm passionate about helping uh, the audience and our listeners. And I know you have uh, a story that you want to share, too. Yeah, thanks, Brian. My story is is a different story. Of course, all our stories are different. I uh, I was married for 20, about 26 years. And looking back, I think it, when one of our big thrusts, our goals was to really help each support each other to, to grow and to challenge each other. And uh, we both were very goal-driven people. We actually met and we we lived overseas for many years in education and we you know traveled the world. We we're backpackers and bikers and um, did a lot of different things, mountain biking, scuba diving. And um, then along came two kids who are now 20 and 23. You know, again, we we were really, really focused on growing and growth and always supporting each other. So uh, after, you know, 26 years of marriage, we had owned a family business, which was a health and wellness uh, fitness studio. We had lived in three different countries working together. We had done an RV trip around the U.S. and Canada with our kids really had a lot of, of rich experiences, which I am forever grateful for. And I, I, you know, looking back, I would never have done those things on my own. So very grateful for all of the experiences and also separate goals that I had in my marriage. Um, you know, I was supported to do, you know, solo backpacking and travel and all kinds of things. So it was a bit of a shock to me. And, and I look back and I say, I shouldn't have been, had I been maybe not holding on so tight i would have seen it was coming um that we that it was the marriage was was over um but we had several years where we lived apart i looked at that as another adventure another challenge 
I was very supportive in those years as well. It was very difficult to to live apart. And I think, you know, looking back, I could have been maybe more, more aware of what was going to happen. But when it became clear that this was, the marriage was over, I I was very shocked. It wasn't what I wanted. I, I definitely had a vision, a long-term vision. Um, one might call it a fantasy of uh, what um, my marriage and long-term life was going to look like. And what that was, was extended family over the years, holidays, always getting together, being together forever, kids coming back with their kids. So it was very hard for me to accept this. Uh, through a lot of, of also a lot of therapy and grief work, I have seen that I was holding on to I was holding on to a dream that probably wasn't going to happen. And through the work I've done since, I've realized I'm probably more in line to have my dreams than ever. But that's very difficult thing to see when you're in it. So my divorce process went very quickly once we decided that we are going to get a divorce. We went through the process very quickly, unlike other people that I know, friends and family and yourself. It took us about 10 months from the moment we decided to making that official to taking a couple months, arranging our divorce agreement, and then going through just a simple process of filing pretty much to ourselves through a legal doc system. And we were finished in about another eight months. It seemed to last forever, and it was very difficult. Looking back, it probably was a whirlwind now that I see that because I feel now that it's over, it's almost be this this beginning. It, it's a new beginning that's very hard and very difficult at times. So I'm excited over the over the course of these next few episodes to talk a little bit more about my experience, uh, what I can share, my challenges. But again, I, I look back and with both uh, being very grateful for the experience and uh, realizing too, but it's very hard. Divorce is the hardest thing I have ever been through. I, I'm not through it. I am finding myself single. I love the name of this podcast because it really is true. I, I have a podcast with my daughter that we did one, one season with and, and one of them we talked about how I think being a, we call it a divorcee, you know, divorcee is really the state of finding yourself. Like, who am I? There's so much identification we do with a partner, or I did. So much so that I think I lost myself, or maybe I had never found myself. So one could look at this process as a really positive and exciting. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it feels good. But I do really believe that by following through with, you know, the therapy that I'm doing and the the different support groups that I go to, this podcast, reading great books, um, listening to people and trying new things and eventually dating. I do believe there's going to be light at the end of this tunnel. So that's the beginning of my share and my story. And um, thanks for, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And, you know, you, you bring up such a good point that this is one of the most difficult things that people can go through. We do tend to lose ourselves. I mean, I've talked to a lot of divorced people and you spend so much time uh, trying to make your spouse happy. And you also are doing lots of things for your kids. I've talked to people who say now, you know, we've been married a long time and we're great co-parents, but we lost the husband wife part. We don't go on date night anymore. We don't do trips anymore. So there's all different kinds of reasons that people get divorced. But when you do find yourself single, you really are finding yourself again. 
And it's like you're reintroducing yourself. And I've had friends tell me, they're like, hey, Brian, go back to the time before you got married and before you had a child. Who was that person? What did that person like to do? What were some of the activities that you did? Where did you travel to? Um, how do you find that person again? And it's a process because, look, you were married for a very long time, a lot longer than I was. And that was a long time ago. And, you know, there weren't dating apps back then. So like the landscape has changed. And that's one of the topics we're going to talk about eventually is dating. It can be really scary to date when you haven't dated for a while, or even if you have dated recently, navigating the apps that are available out there, that can be scary as well. Just putting yeah. yourself out there in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah. I do want to give credit to our mutual friend, Tom Selva, who came up with the name of this podcast, Finding Yourself Single. And like you said, I think it is the perfect name for what we're trying to communicate via this podcast. Cause like we just said, we're, we're finding ourselves and we're single. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, yeah, Tom's great. He's, he's, uh, he is one of the brother-in-laws that I referenced earlier. So he's been on, you know, when, on my team and, and absolutely, you know, it's a, it is a process of finding yourself. But what's interesting too is yeah, you get to this point and here you are, here you are single app. And, and, you know, for our audience, we're focusing on 40 plus. So I'm 55 and I'm almost in a mindset of a 26 year old when it comes to men. <laughs> I don't mean like, men, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like this whole going back and, and, and you know what, that 26, 25, 24, 23 year old wasn't necessarily maybe doing it in a healthy way either. So there's a lot to, there's a lot there. And and the other thing is we say, well, I'm finding myself now, but what if you never really knew yourself? What if because right. traditional parenting, society, uh, which is so more common than not, that we really don't know who we are. And that's why this can be, and I get chills when I think about that, when I, and I feel that. Yeah. You know, if this is an opportunity and it's a scary one, but to really maybe for the first time figure out who you are. And that doesn't come by being in a relationship necessarily. Eventually, that's the place to test it. But I believe that comes from doing the work on your own and really tuning in to who you are, what you like. For so many of us, we were geared in certain directions through our parents, through our culture of our family. Once we got married, it could have been, you know, our spouse, things they like to do. And, you know, we like to we like to just keep a lid on it. So we're doing those things, too you know, for all these years. So this is a chance some, for some of us to, to find ourselves maybe for the first time, not even going back to who were we, but who are we? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think when we're younger uh, and we can tackle this in future episodes, but some of us, and I'll put myself in this category, we're conditioned to please others. And we are looking at how we were raised and would my mom and dad approve of this and how I'm living my life and how I'm raising my kids. And, and now I can look ahead all these years later and go, I'm not that same person anymore. And I don't care about some of the same things or hear the noise that I heard when I was, you know, in my twenties or thirties, I am more secure in myself. Um, I'm more confident. I know the life that I want to live for the most part, and I'm not living it for others. I'm living it for myself and I'm trying to be the best person I can be. And I'm trying to be the best 
dad and brother and friend and and but I'm also not waking up every day going here are the 10 people that I need to serve and I think sometimes we get lost in what we need is important too and what we want is important too not to the point of being a narcissist but to the point of having that individuality and I think our kids, and, and this is certainly a lesson that I've learned with the tug of war that I alluded to earlier with my ex-wife and I, they can feel the pressure. They can feel the tug of war. They can feel the, you know, I'm my mom's everything. I'm my dad's everything. And frankly, they don't want that responsibility. They just want to be a kid. And they, you know, in most cases, love mom and dad. And they want to just be like every other kid. They, they don't want all the court proceedings and they don't want, you know, all these things that are taking them away from being a kid. So, you know, again, we'll talk about those things in future episodes, but, you know, I think again, it's going to be really good that we have both of us sharing perspectives and they're different perspectives and we're getting the male perspective and the female perspective. And, you know, I think that will ultimately benefit our audience. Let me jump into some of the topics that we're going to cover on future episodes. And Katie, the first one I think is really important. It's parenting. And, you know, we said earlier that we're going to try and bring experts and voices onto this podcast that are going to add different perspectives. And we're super excited that for the podcast about parenting, we're going to bring on best-selling author, uh, Dr. Shafali Tosbury, and she is the New York Times best-selling author of The Conscious Parent and The Awakened Family. She's got a new book coming out, The Parenting Map. It's going to be published on February 28th. She's got millions of followers on social media. She is seen as an expert in parenting. So I know I'm excited to talk to her and pick her brain. And anytime we can get experts like that joining these conversations, I think that's going to benefit our listeners. Definitely. Absolutely. She, and she is a, a, we're very fortunate, I will say, to have her coming on our podcast. And I am excited to get her, um, you know, viewpoint too on some of the topics that we're, that we're thinking about and talking about that really uh, are on our minds for our 40 plus singles that have been through divorce. So this is an opportunity to really learn from her and um, her her recent book coming out, you know, just begun it, but I'm already slowing down and working through it. And, uh, you know, it's been super eye opening. And I always think sometimes I think I couldn't really hear anything new at this point. You know, I've been doing I was married for 26 years. And I always joke I did 26 years of self-help work. But, you know, this is new for a lot of this and is kind of really groundbreaking. And she brings an Eastern philosophy with Western psychology, uh, which is so needed in our culture. And but she does it in a way that is uh, really actionable steps. And we are so excited. And I hope everyone's going to tune in for that episode. That's will be episode two. As I have been reading the parenting map, I feel like every parent, when they have a child, this is like the operating manual. It's not one size fits all, but what it talks about is not losing yourself, not putting pressure on your child. There's so many tangible uh, pieces of advice that she gives in her book 
And I've thought as I've been reading it, God, I wish I had this way. My child was born because I might have had a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. Things. So I, I think yeah, so, it's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. And but I love how she says in the beginning, like, don't don't think back like and regret that you didn't do this. This is part of the process. You shouldn't have known this. Like this, it's it's the way it is. Like we don't know this until we're in it. And yeah, the the steps that we that we can take to that she that she goes over, it's 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 very helpful. Very, very, very not just eye opening, but I feel like it's heart opening. Uh, for everybody, I also feel like not that you've necessarily had children. If you've had a parent, this book will help you. It, it's it's if you know, and that's all of us really. It, you, you've been you've had a parent, or you have been a parent, or you are a parent. So it's it's definitely a great uh, a great book. Pretty excited. Um, and I know we're also going to be talking about the perspective that our adult children have on divorce, which I think is going to be very interesting. Again, you know, it's I know we all and and she gets into the fears we have around our children. But, you know, when you're going through a divorce, we're, everyone's concerned about our, our, our own kids. And we really want to bring that perspective in. You know what you know, what are they experiencing? Um, also, you know, how how can we minimize, you know, problems for them within the divorce? How can we make it how can we make that make it the best that it can be? Although you know, divorce is hard for them too. And that's part of their process. Yeah. I mean, as I was saying earlier, most kids, not always, but most kids, when there's a divorce, they still want to spend time with mom and dad, not just mom, not just dad. They want to spend time with both parents. But oftentimes what happens is one of the parents decides I'm going to go after the other parent and I'm going to hurt that other parent by removing the child from their life. And it becomes a vendetta and a legal strategy versus what's actually in the best interest of the child. And I am big on that. If you ask yourself in most situations when you're going through divorce, what is in the best interest of the child? And you stop and you pause and you put your own ego aside, which Dr. Shafali talks about in her book, put your ego aside. What is in the best interest of the child? And if more people ask themselves that question and actually did it versus I'm going to try and hurt the person that I'm about to get divorced from because I'm so angry at them, we would be much better off. There wouldn't be as many broken families. Uh, you know, 4,000 kids a day in the United States are separated from a parent. That is a huge number of kids. Any study that you look at will show you that kids with healthy parents are better off with both parents than they are with just one parent. And, you know, these things impact so many things later in life, their self-esteem, their ability to have relationships of their own. There's so many things that are impacted. And I think if we stop and we say, okay, I'm taking off the gloves here against my ex, and I can move through this and always think of what's in the best interest of my child, we'd be in a much better place. Um, so, you know, that's one of the themes that I'm going to continue to preach on this podcast is what is in the best interest of the child. And yes, you have to make yourself happy and you have to still be an individual and you have to still um, get what you need out of life, but stop 
having a vendetta against the other parent and using the child as the pawn. I see that happen all too often. Right. And, you know, just as uh, will come out in our next episode about conscious parenting is even if the other parent is, say, unconsciously parenting, not present, not aware of what they're doing, doesn't mean that we can't be consciously parenting. And a lot of that has to do with getting out of the way as well and letting the kids, our, our adult kids especially, jump into those relationships and face them you know, on their own and set their own boundaries. So many of us have been setting boundaries to hold things together for our kids out of fear, especially if you are with someone that's unhealthy on, you know, going through, you know, different emotional issues. You know, you've worked as a team with this person in marriage and at times, you know, maybe overstepping the bounds even for your kids. So I think it's really interesting then to watch our kids grow up. And now, you know, we have to step back and give them the tools, but allow them to set their boundaries with both parents or establish the relationships or do what they want to do. And there might be times where they don't want to talk to their parents. And that would happen whether they parents were together or not. It, so it's it's really, again, it's it's a it's a heart opening. I, I I was reading that book yesterday and I feel like I'm like, I feel like I have a dagger. I'm just like <laughs> opening my heart. Okay, I just slid it down the middle because it's it's hard when you really want to improve and you want to be a self, you want to improve and be more aware and, and that, but a lot of it has to do with getting out of the way and letting your kids take on these relationships. So that is something I know we're going to focus on is, you know, in divorce, your kids now um, will develop their own relationships with both of you and, and how important that is. Well, and just to know, you know, you said this earlier, you have two kids, they're over 18. My daughter is now over 18. So there's no more parenting plans. There's no more family court. Like it's up to them now on mm-hmm. what boundaries they want to set. Some of our listeners, you know, may have younger kids. My daughter was three when we got divorced. That's a very different situation. And that's one of the topics that we're going to cover on our episode. Again, earlier I said, I believe in the raw and the real. And look, you can get divorced the quote unquote easy way, 10 months like you did mostly amicably. Or, wasn't easy. I know it wasn't easy, but it's better than 15 years, right? So there's, I give you all the credit in the world for being able to, you know, get it done in 10 months. I wish I could have gotten it done in 10 months, but you know, it takes two to tango, as we said earlier. And, you know, you can't act for both people. You can only act for yourself, but there are tricks to the trade. And there's ways to get it done like you did and get it done mostly amicably. And then if you find yourself in the situation I did where the two people can't agree to an amicable divorce, then, you know, and you got to put on the gloves there, there's tricks to that too. And unfortunately I've learned a lot of those tricks and I, you know, when I have friends who are on the verge of divorce, they come to me and they say, Brian, what do I do? And, you know, we'll share some of those nuggets with you too, so that if you do find yourself in that situation, then, you know, I mean, I I find myself in this situation. I walked into a law office and they closed the drapes real slowly, like they do in the movies. And, you know, they said, Mr. Berger, before we talk to you, we need $10,000 retainer. And then things unfolded from there. And, you know, like I said, hundreds of thousands of dollars later, um, you know, you're still going round and round on this. So 
Um, mm-hmm. We'll present both sides of the equation there, the easy way and the hard way, but it's going to be the raw and the real. Oh, well, I don't know if you, if the easy way is the amicable way, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> but I will tell you that I do have, there is a bit of strategy involved in that. And I, and I will share, I will definitely be able to share that from, you know, co- just a common sense point of view. I did look at it like strategy. I did look at it like, I'll be honest, I want to win. And I don't mean win financially. I just meant I want, you know, win meaning I want to have this done amicably. And it even the company I went through at some point was like, they don't, they, they were saying, I don't know if this is going to work, Katie. This is not, does not seem amicable. And I said, oh, yes, it is. If this is going to work. And I was determined just like I was, you know, running a marathon that I was going to finish. And so, and I know and it was fair, but it wasn't easy. And, and, um, and yeah, it was fast, but it wasn't easy. So I, I, I can definitely share that. And I think it, that is interesting a- again. And, and you, and your experience is so vastly different and all you can share. So that's coming up in two different episodes, I, I think, in the future. And uh, I think that'll be great. What are some of the other topics that we're going to cover in upcoming episodes of season one? Like we said, we're going to do this in seasons, but we want to kind of whet the, the appetite of our listeners as to some of the other topics that we can expect. Well, another topic we're going to talk about um, is how to deal with loss. And it's an interesting one. Um, you know, we're talking about finding yourself, finding yourself it doesn't come necessarily easy. And a divorce is a loss. A divorce is similar to a death. Our body and our emotions feel almost very, very the same. It's you're losing someone uh, that you've, that you've had in your life. So we're going to talk about that, um, how to deal with loss. What is my identity now and what to do to find it? Uh, we definitely will have some, an, an expert on, on that episode. And, you know, really what it is, it, there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. Uh, we all experience loneliness, but we can be alone and we can become whole. And that's a very important part that's out there. It's an opportunity for us when we're finding ourselves. So that's an episode coming up. Yeah, that's going to be great. And I know you have some uh, great experience from your other podcast and talking about loss and grief. And, you know, grief could be, look, we're empty nesters now, right? And our kids are away at college and we've been used to seeing them regularly on a regular basis. And now they're gone and it's happy times for them. But maybe we're sitting here going, oh, wow, I, I kind of miss my child. I used to spend a lot of time with my child and and they filled my happiness bucket and and now they're off. So, um, it doesn't have to be death, grief. It could be loss of your spouse, or it could be my kids are in college or they're adults, and and uh, you know they're not part of your life on a daily basis anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, grief I, can, it can be a move. It yeah. can be even getting married can be a loss because you're losing your single life. Right. So getting divorced is another loss. Yeah. Um, Moving, new job, you're you're saying goodbye. You know, it's a huge change in, in habitual patterns. Is is a loss. Yeah. So another topic that we're going to cover, and this is one we're going to have some fun with, is dating. It is a wild west landscape out there. Sometimes you get lucky, and a friend introduces you, and boom, you got a match, and you don't have to navigate the dating apps or spend too much time on it. Um, but 
If not, and you don't get introduced to a friend and you're going through the dating apps or you're even, you know, just open to meeting someone, that's interesting, especially like we said, for 40 plus, right? When we're in our 20s, very different dating, much different slate that we have, resumes, so to speak. Uh, you know, we didn't have kids. We didn't have an ex-spouse. We were different people back then. Now, you know, we're divorced and we have kids and we come with a different resume than what we had when we were younger. And, you know, frankly, my experience with the dating apps has been, I'll try it and then I delete it right away because I'm like, oh my God, this is so frustrating or people come across as so shallow or, you know, everyone wants to get their questions out. And if you don't check every box, then they're on to the next person. And even if you find someone to date through the dating app, they may decide at some point, you know what, I'm bored with this or I don't want this person anymore. I'm going to get back on the menu and see what else is out there. So it is a whole uh, environment of dating plus 40. And we're going to try and tackle that as best we can on this podcast as well. Yeah, we are. We're going to try and tackle that, uh, that big, that big topic. And uh, it's, it is an interesting one, um, especially you know, if you're newly divorced or you've been divorced for a long time, we're not looking for someone to have children with at this age, right? We're not, and that's that's a whole different relationship now. You know, right. it's not, you know, because it's it's very different. You know, who I'm going to raise kids with, and who is this person going to be? And I think this really ties nicely with finding yourself, the who am I? Because we may have chosen our our spouse or spouses. Um, because of social norms, because of family expectations, because of, and that could be a part of why things didn't work out long-term. Um, so now there's an opportunity to really, to be more free of that and incorporate, incorporate that into who, who you're open to, to dating or getting to know as well. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of fun stories there. I'm sure we all have them. And, yeah. um, <laughs> Uh, you know, in my limited experience, I already have some pretty fun stories. So I, I can only imagine, you know, what, what we'll get into with dating after divorce for 40 plus singles. So those are some of the topics that we're hoping to cover in season one. Did I leave anything out that I know that we've discussed that we've kind of put on our thought board of, uh, you know, topics that we're going to try and discuss in season one? I don't think so, except that in our in episode two uh, with Dr. Shafali, we're really going to focus on co-parenting. And mm -hmm. so uh, there's a lot we could talk with her about, but we are, I think we're going to focus on co-parenting in divorce and how to do that successfully. And she is going to be the one to help us through that. Yes, I think she's going to be great. Um, I can't think of too many people that would be a better first guest for that episode. We are open to suggestions and we want this to be an interactive community though. So if you want to email us again, finding yourself single at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter at find yourself S N G. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to incorporate stories and thoughts from our listeners. And, you know, we want this to be interactive and, and engaging Katie. Yes. And so, and if you're out there listening, if you've heard something that sparked your interest, go ahead and email us your story. We'd love to include it in one of these episodes coming up. Yeah. Give us permission so we can use your story or tell us to, you know, hide your name. Give us a fake name or something and we'll, we'll call you something different. So no one, uh, 
knows that it's you. It's interesting. Some people leave voicemails and they'll play the voicemails on the podcast. We're going to do emails. Maybe we'll do voicemails eventually. But uh, right now we've just got email and Twitter set up is the way to engage with us. Well, Katie, look, this has been a project that I've wanted to do for a long time. Like I said, um, I thought about doing a book for many years now, but I just think this is going to be so much better because it can evolve as we want it to. We can tackle topics on an ongoing basis versus you write the book, it's printed and you're like, oh, there, oh there's all these other things I want to talk about now and I got to write another book. And frankly, podcasting is how I'm used to communicating from doing sports business radio for so long. So I'm just excited that we're going to work on this together. We're going to lend different perspectives and hopefully our audience is the beneficiary. And and you know, the last thing I'll say is this is going to be therapeutic for me. I think this is going to be very therapeutic for me um, to talk about some of this stuff. I don't really talk about it on sports business radio. I do talk about it with my friends, but uh, hopefully there are people out there that can relate to our situations and, um, you know, we create this community here and, and help each other. Exactly. And I think that's just what, what it is, is community. And we are going to have a lot of fun with this. There's going to be times where we might shed a tear with this, but you know, no one's out there. No one's alone where we are in this together. We are navigating this tricky time of life and we want to bring people guests to you, uh, the audience that will, it will really, really help you make that next step. And also again, knowing that, uh, you have a community out there that's going through the same thing. So Really excited to be here, Brian, and glad to be your co-host and really can't wait for episode number two. We will see our audience soon on episode number two with Dr. Shafali and Katie. Thanks again. And uh, I look forward to the season ahead. All right. Thank you. Email the hosts at findingyourselfsingle at gmail.com. Follow the Finding Yourself Single podcast on Twitter at findyourselfsng. And on Instagram at Finding Yourself Single. Listen to all episodes of the Finding Yourself Single podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and podcast platforms everywhere. Finding Yourself Single is a production of Griggs Productions, GriggsProductions.com.